In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing the Drew Shadeen website. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security Academy, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discovering, discussing the article, What About This? If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible as we always do. This one is 1 Kings um, 3, verse 9, and it reads like this. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. Good verse for us today because we're talking about the National Sex Registry. This is a, a website that you can use to look, uh, you know, look up anyone applying for employment or maybe already employed. Look up anyone that's applying to be a volunteer or already a volunteer. And then, of course, any other suspicious people or situations that just kind of need, you want to be sure that uh, the children at your church are being protected and that we're keeping would-be or could-be predators away from them. All right, so let's get in the news. Uh, The first one is um, nationwide, August August 22, um, 2019. As of the mid-2019, a number of denominations, including the Southern Baptist Convention, have been helping their congregations to use databases that are searchable to vet applicants for employment and volunteer work. As an example, the Southern Baptist Convention program um, has a program called OneSource, which gives churches access to background checking services. They stress using the National Sex Offender Registry. All right, next one, Nashville, Tennessee, October 15th, and then later in May 27th, 2022. In October of 2021, the chairman of the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee committee resigned. This was because of division within the committee regarding how reports of sexual abuse have been handled. The following May 2022, Um, The results of a third-party investigation of sexual abuse reports uh, within the denomination was released. This included a list of accused abusers which had been kept secret for over 20 years. So I guess um, their suspicion was found to be true. All right. Paducah, Kentucky, March 21st, 2023. Police were called when a man came into a church asking for money to buy a bus ticket to Bowling Green. Responding officers found the resident of a halfway house who was a registered sex offender. A month earlier, he had been released from prison on parole to a halfway house in Paducah. His parole conditions included not going to places with daycare centers. This church had a daycare center. In 2003, in another county, he had been convicted of sexual abuse. The victims were two girls ages 5 and 9. In 2016, he pled guilty to violating sex offender registry conditions. So a second time at least that he violated his his probation or his registry requirements. All right, Albany, New York, no date. Um, The sex offender registry site for the New York State uh, begins with the description of the site created by the state's sex offender registry, and it links to a page itself. 
Uh, Chicago, Illinois, July 2016, five registered sex offenders, included at least one in Chicago, had filed lawsuits against the state of Illinois. They claim the terms are way too restrictive. Uh, for example, a 77-year-old um, offender was convicted 15 years earlier, can't even visit his daughter's family because some of his children are still minors. One claim is that the law does not de defeat, make it judge by the level of the offenses. Also, uh, most uh, churches are off limits. However, now, seven years later, there is at least one church they can attend legally. All right, Montgomery, Alabama, March 23rd, 2023. An extortionist has been using sex offender registries to blackmail those on the list and those with the same or similar names. Um, the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency has issued a warning about this scam. The agency discovered that one or more persons were mining Alabama's list of names for potential victims. The extortionist phones the offender claiming to be a police officer collecting either bail or fines. A notice on the registry says the site should not be used to threaten, intimidate, harass. Doing so is a crime. All right, so before we continue, I just want to remind you to get a copy of this download, share this video with other people, and have a follow-up conversation with your team members at minimum um, to talk about how you might use this site and how you might use this information to make your church safer. All right, so what we're this article is really about is Wesley dived into some of the questions and he frequently asked questions, and it kind of goes through... Um, some of the basics of using the site. Right now, if I was having one of my online Zoom classes with you, I would be asking you right now to raise your hand if you actually use this site on a regular basis. And from past experience, very few people are using this resource. And I think it's a real mistake. It's free to use. And there's so many, there's so much good information you get from it. Not only checking on future employees and volunteers, current and current employees to include, um, but also to work out one of the things we regularly did is we would do a search by location. And by that, what you would get is a report on all of the registered sex offenders that live within your county or at least that's the way I could use it, and we'll talk about that later. And then you can print off the information sheet. We stuck it in our pass-on book, which is a confidential um, book. We just don't leave that out for anyone to find. But we put that information in there, and so that all of my team could go to the back of the book and look, and there's a picture there, explains what they did. It, re, um, it talked about what their likelihood of... Um, of committing the crime again. It was a good document to have. And that way, if this person did show up at church, um, our policy wasn't to run them off because we believe in reconciliation. We believe in forgiveness. But at the same time, we have a very strong trust but verify situation, right? Obviously, if they're on probation, if they're on this registry, they're not working with kids. We're going to be watching for them to 
go into the bathroom after a little kid goes in the bathroom. We're going to make sure they're not hanging around the kids section. We're going to we're going to be watching them closely and we're not going to allow them to volunteer for kids events and all that kind of stuff. So you get my point here. It becomes very important information. Now it's not going to be, you know, depending on where you live, it's probably not going to be hundreds of pages. It's probably just going to be a few pages. But if you're checking it every month, um, changes, you know, are going to come up and there's going to be another person to add in. Um, if someone moved away, we did not remove them from the book. We would just say, you know, put an as of written in the corner of it. And, you know, maybe after a couple of years, we'd get rid of it. But um, we never reached that point. So anyway, so let's talk about some of these questions and what the answers are. One question is, um, I want to find out more information about the sex offender who is listed on your website. What should I do? Um, first, the Drew Shadeen, uh site lists offenders which are listed on the registries of the jurisdictions. So they're not the registry itself. It's actually um, what feeds into it is other jurisdictions feeding in the information. So it's more of a link, if, if you will. Um, a search for the offenders can be by name or by location. When searching by name, you can search all states, territories, and in Indian country, which includes about 150, uh, 150 tribal territories. Um, you can uh, search by state or territory or by in Indian country. Um, how does it work is if you do a search for a name, and we're not going to say any names because we don't want you to run a practice on a random name. Um, and this is what Wesley actually did. He ran a name in Kansas. Um, you get one record at the time of the writing, he says. And if you search for that name for all jurisdictions, you get 55 records. Um, and I'm guessing it, it might have been kind of a common name if that makes any sense to you. You know, obviously, if you look up John Smith, there's going to be about a billion of them. Um, to get more information, you click on the offender's photo. This takes you to the offender's page on the registry of the jurisdiction. In this case, the record shows his residence and his alias he, um, he has used. And then um, now click on the photo on the state site, and there's more information available. Um, this includes the first, middle, and last names, his gender, race, ethnicity, and date of birth, his primary address, height, weight, hair color, and eye color. Further down is the offense. If you want more information about the offender, you can contact the authorities of that jurisdiction. And so you can see it's a great deal of information. And here in Minnesota, once again, it all depends on the jurisdiction that you're in and what they feed into this website. But uh, in this, we had an information sheet, like I said, and we it had it all on there, and we just would print that information sheet. Um, and then what are jurisdictions? We I think that, that kind of makes sense, right? It, it depends on the area that you're in, um, county and state level. All right, what else do we get? I can, another question, I cannot find sex offender who should be on your website. What should I do? So if you believe that someone needs to be on the registry, then contact the officials in charge of the registry in that respective locality. So probably your county or the state. 
Um, and then he writes in here, by the way, citizens contacting authorities is how many failures to register in the local area have been found out. So you're actually helping out law enforcement when you say, hey, you know, word on the street is this new guy, you know, John Smith, he's uh, he should be on the registry. And, you know, he's got this background. But when I do a look for him, he's not there. Contact your local authorities and let them look into that because he could be trying to escape that record. He's not following the rules. Where are the different ways to search for the offenders? Okay, so here's a lot of things. So the National Sex Offender uh, website advanced search tool allows you to check a number of different ways. You can do it by name. You can do it by address if um, your jurisdiction feeds that in by jurisdiction, by zip code, by county, by city and town, and then national searches. So it's, it's, it's a very, very good tool. All right, the last question we're going to cover is how does the NSOPW um, uh, registry or how is that different from the FBI's national sex registry? The FBI's registry is only for law enforcement use. The Drew Sedin site is publicly available information, so you don't have to be a cop to get into it. And so that's the whole point of this. You know, the whole story behind Drew Shadeen and the making of the site is that people could have known if this kind of tool would have existed. And that's one of the things that we have to think about is, you know, what do we really know about the people we go to church with? What do we really know about the leadership? What do we really know about the employees? What do we really know about the volunteers that, you know, work in the children's ministry or volunteers that maybe are parents or adults, but they always seem to want to volunteer or they always volunteer for any special children's event. You know, we used to have all kinds of special children's event. And there would be, you know, I mean, it, depending on the type of thing, it could be va vacation Bible school or whatnot. You had all these young kids there. And the, these good people that were always willing to volunteer and help out for this one event. So what would that do? That was a way to sidestep working in the children's ministry. So if they wanted to work in the children's ministry, they would have to go through a background check, a whole vetting process. But if there's the big carnival and they're going to have blow up, you know, blow up bouncy houses and they're going to have all kinds of games and stuff like that, it was like, hey, we'll take any volunteers we can get. And that's where the predator shows up because now they don't have to do a background check. So we have to do it, right? We have to do that background check. Even if it's a one time, hey, you have this event going on, I want a list of all the volunteers that are gonna be on the, you know, be there that day. Run them through this site here. You have nothing to lose. Run them through the site there and see if somebody doesn't pop up. And if that's the case, obviously they have to be told no. You know, and that's hard sometimes to do when we need volunteers, but we have to be telling people no because it's our children that are at risk. All right, so before I let you go, I just want to remind you about our certification program. Um, you know, we talk about a lot of this stuff and a lot more in-depth, more, um, more detail to it. Also, too, it is that basics and fundamentals that our teams need. And I've, I've said this before, you know, not, but it goes beyond the team, right? So having a great 
trained team certified through Sheepdog is great. But what's even better is a trained team that's supported by staff and other volunteers that have also received some training. And that's one of the benefits of the team safety member certification. It's more than just the team. Other people can audit our training that we hold online. Or if you have a class where you're putting it on for like the children's section or the ushers and or whatnot, then you can also use our materials to train them. The point is we want to get as many people trained and prepared for this kind of stuff as possible. So other than that, if you like this video, please like, comment, share. You know, let's get a conversation started in the, you know, in the comment section. That would be excellent. I'm always looking at those. I'm always paying attention. At minimum, you'll get a thumbs up from me. Um, but uh, I'm looking. I'm paying attention to that. So by all means, let's talk down there. Other than that, thank you so much for joining us this week. And hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.